Hey, everybody. Welcome to Passing Judgment, a podcast about politics, the law, and a lot of things in between. I'm your host, Loyola Law School professor Jessica Levinson. And today, what I want to do is give you an update on where we are in terms of the litigation involving Mifepristone right now. A quick breaking news update to the episode you're about to hear. The Supreme Court has just put on pause all of Judge Kaczmarek's ruling. He's the federal district court judge from Texas who ruled that the FDA's approval of mifepristone, one of the two abortion pills, should be suspended and also ruled that the changes that the FDA made in 2016 and 2021 to make it easier to use and obtain mifepristone, that those changes should be suspended as well. The Supreme Court's ruling is temporary. It's from Justice Alito. He's the Supreme Court justice who oversees the Fifth Circuit. And what he's really just asking for is a pause so that we can maintain the status quo until they get more briefing. And he's asked for that briefing in the middle of next week. So the rest of the episode still holds. The first thing that you're going to hear me say is things could change when the Supreme Court issues a ruling. I just let you know what changed, and we're going to let you know more next week when I suspect that we will hear even more from the court. Mifepristone is, of course, one of the two abortion pills that is used in more than half of abortions in this country. There's been a lot of litigation, a lot of movement just over the last few days. And so I want to tell everybody what we know and what we don't know. So how did this all start? There's litigation in Texas and plaintiffs who are basically opponents of abortion rights and opponents of the use of mifepristone sued in Texas and they sued in a specific district in order to get a specific judge, Judge Matthew Kaczmarek. And this is something called judge shopping because they knew based on Judge Kaczmarek's background that he was and he's written about the fact that he is anti-abortion rights or pro-life or however you want to frame this. He was appointed by former President Trump and you really, I don't think, could do better in terms of picking a judge to hear this case if you are an opponent of abortion rights and or if you want to try and undermine the use of mifepristone. So what the plaintiffs in this case did is they sued and they said that the FDA was wrong back in 2000 to approve of mifepristone. And they tried to undermine that approval. This is something where there's never been a federal judge that has undermined approval of the FDA or any other executive agency, as far as I know, in a similar circumstance, again, almost a quarter century after that medication was approved. What they also argued is that changes that the FDA made in 2016 and 2021 that made it easier to get mifepristone, that those were also improper. I've talked about this on the podcast before, but take the fact that we're talking about mifepristone out of this and let's think about any other drug. This type of suit just simply doesn't hold water. Now, there are lots of problems with this particular suit. The people who brought the suit, doctors and medical associations, they don't have something called legal standing in order to bring the suit. Judge Kaczmarek disagreed and he said they do, but 
Let's talk about that just for a second. With respect to the doctors, what he essentially found is that they have standing because they might at some point need to treat somebody else's patient who took mifepristone and had a side effect. That's not what we understand in terms of the standing doctrine. That's not what we understand in terms of the type of injury that you need in order to be able to sue in federal court. With respect to the medical associations, what he essentially said is, well, they have to be allowed to sue because the women who have been harmed, they might be too traumatized to bring a suit. Again, that's not what we understand the standing doctrine to mean. So moving past that initial threshold question of standing, Judge Kaczmarek agreed with the plaintiffs there that the FDA basically cut corners, didn't follow proper procedures, and that the FDA should never have approved of mifepristone in the first place and then should never have made it easier to get in 2016 and 2021. I just want to note here that Judge Kaczmarek's 67-page opinion It has a lot of what I view as factual errors and legal errors. He mischaracterizes the FDA's review process. He says that it was fast-tracked. Actually, there was a four-year process before mifepristone was ever approved in 2000. And so I just simply think there are so many legal and factual errors here. But what Judge Kaczmarek says is, you know what? I think we should suspend approval of mifepristone from 2000, and we should also suspend those changes that happened in 2016 and 2021. And he says, let's stop that nationwide. He imposes something called a nationwide injunction. Let's stop that nationwide while this case works its way through the system. So this was a temporary national injunction. And He said, I'm going to stop my ruling, meaning pause my ruling for a week in order to allow people to appeal it. So the Department of Justice and the manufacturer of mifepristone do appeal. Let's focus on the Department of Justice appeal. The Department of Justice appeals up to the conservative Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. There's a three-judge panel that hears the appeal Two of the judges were appointed by Trump, one by George W. Bush. And what the panel determines is that basically they will push pause on part of Judge Kaczmarek's ruling, but they will let the rest of it go into effect. So which part did the Fifth Circuit say we can pause? They said we can pause that initial approval of mifepristone, meaning pause the suspension of it, meaning stay with me for a second, that that initial approval of mifepristone is still valid. But what the Fifth Circuit also said here is that they will allow part of Judge Kaczmarek's ruling to go into effect. And that's the part that suspends the later changes to mifepristone, meaning that's the part that makes it easier for people to use and obtain mifepristone. So basically, we're operating back in 2015 before the FDA loosened restrictions, meaning the current law, at least as the Fifth Circuit has implemented it under this emergency appeal, is that that initial approval of mifepristone back in 2000, that's not suspended. That's still in effect. But the changes that occurred in 2016 and 2021 
those are suspended while the case is litigated. And what specifically were those changes? Those changes were the number of doctor's visits that you needed. We later in 2021 so that people could get mifepristone by mail. Those changes are also when you could use mifepristone. The FDA expanded that from seven weeks of pregnancy to 10 weeks of pregnancy. There were other changes, but those were the big two. And so the Department of Justice after this kind of half-stay, half-not-stay, has now appealed up to the Supreme Court on an emergency basis. And their argument here is pause all of Judge Kaczmarek's ruling, meaning pause everything in which he says suspend approval of Mifepristone back in 2000, but also where he says suspend the changes that were made in 2016 and 2021. The Department of Justice appealed to the Supreme Court and also Danko, the manufacturer of Mifepristone. There are a lot of legal problems with Judge Kaczmarek's ruling and with the Fifth Circuit ruling, and it has broader implications beyond Mifepristone. Does the Supreme Court really want to be in the business of allowing a single federal court judge to undermine the FDA's approval of a drug? I know it's really difficult to have this conversation and take abortion rights out of it, but in a way we have to, again, try and think of mifepristone like another drug and walk through whether or not we think that one member of the judiciary, again, should be able to undermine what the FDA said almost a quarter century ago. Now, there's two more wrinkles here that I want to talk about. One of them is that regardless of what the federal courts say, the FDA as an executive agency does have something called enforcement discretion. And so they could just decide basically we're not enforcing this court ruling. There's a 1985 court ruling that supports that idea. And as an analogy, we might want to think about what happened in DACA where essentially the Department of Homeland Security said, we just won't prosecute people who fall within certain categories. Now, that would set its own type of, I think, somewhat troubling precedent where executive agencies can just decide basically not to follow certain federal court rulings. But I do want you to be aware that there is this other wrinkle and there is this other opportunity for the FDA. Now, let's talk about one more wrinkle here, which is that the Texas case isn't the only litigation. There's also a case coming out of Washington state where a different federal judge made a different ruling that applies to 17 states and the District of Columbia. And what that federal court judge out of Washington state said is almost, I think, 30, 45 minutes after the Texas judge ruled last week. The Washington judge, who was appointed by President Obama, said, don't make any changes to the availability of mifepristone. He said to the FDA, keep the status quo. Don't make it more difficult to obtain mifepristone. So what we also have here is kind of competing rulings where one ruling is pointing in one direction, another ruling is obviously pointing in another Again, is it absolutely impossible to comply with both? 
arguably not technically because the FDA has that enforcement discretion. But again, they certainly both, practically speaking, point in absolutely opposite directions. So that's what's happening right now. I wanted to give everybody an update because it's legally complicated. I wish I could explain it in just a few minutes. I can't. It does take this long. As always, thank you for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and we'll update you as soon as we can.